Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Conversations with Q Finn. It's Logan. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm Rebecca. And we're so excited you're back for another episode. How are you doing, Rebecca? I'm doing good. I'm actually home right now. I finish exams on the 11th, and then I've just been home, not in my student house, which is sad because actually all of my housemates are there. And I want to be with them, but I'm also happy that my exam season ended early. So I've just been at home doing my little hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> Going about your little dilly-dallying, your tasks. Yes. I. Yeah, that's really all I've yeah, been doing. I am also home. I just got back yesterday, um, but I really was excited to come home because most of my house was gone by the time that I oh, left. Oh, really? Yeah, I think there was, yeah, only one left, my housemate Kylie. So everybody else had kind of pieced out of Kingston and I was definitely feeling ready. It was kind of getting into those dark exam periods. I could feel it. Yeah. I could feel it from everybody in the city. I was like, I need to go home. <laughs> I still have two papers though. So I can't like let myself um, go completely yet. I'm sure you will do amazing. Thank you. Okay. So what are some of your plans for the winter break? No big plans. I think it's going to be a very home for Christmas uh, type of holiday, which I'm really excited about. I love being home, especially since starting university. Like I like to be home with my brother, my mom, my dad, my dog, Fenway. Oh my gosh, I miss him so much. Um, so yeah, I think we'll just be doing a lot of like, yeah. hanging out at home. I am going to be sleeping. I feel like the last few months have been so busy. So I'm just going to be, you know, prioritizing rest, relaxation, eating really good food and yeah, spending time with my family. Well, you've also been like a crazy early riser. Yes, I know the, it was a grind semester for sure. So do you think you're going to carry that into the winter break? Uh, I might. You know what? I think I'm like these first like today I slept in or I tried to. Uh, I think it's really important that I get my sleep schedule back to like a solid eight hours um, so that I'm rested and ready to go back next semester. But we'll see. Mm -hmm. Mine's going to be like honestly the exact same as what you said. We both have brothers. So I was like, I'm just going to be with my brother and my parents. I'm going to be sleepy. I'm going to be relaxing, spending time with the family. That's really we both are going to have the same breaks. Probably. I'm not going anywhere either. Yeah. I know I feel like I've heard um, a few people going on like some big vacations to tropical areas I'm like okay have fun but I honestly feel kind of nice just staying at home not having to you know travel it's also like 10 degrees here right now so it's not even that cold so I know it's making me sad I really want a white Christmas I'm a bit concerned about it for sure oh I'm really concerned <laughs> it's not looking good folks but this is not how it should be no I know I would also Anyways. love a white Christmas yeah maybe it'll happen speaking of christmas um what are some things on your christmas list i'm trying to think of what was on my list i think i definitely asked um for like a couple like workout set clothing items um just like for you know yoga or going to the ark and stuff i feel like i always wear the same three uh, sports bras <laughs> and some of them are quite old so i was like i need something new for the rotation and make me more inspired to you know get active and stuff like that i remember that one specifically what about you my mom is the mom that is like give me your list and give me exactly what you want like she doesn't want there to be any ambiguity in like the item that you're asking for i'm asking for like a vogue subscription and a new yorker subscription i really want to get into reading more like long form articles this year i was gonna ask for an atlantic subscription which is like another 
like magazine um but it was really expensive like the vogue and the new york ones were just 50 dollars for a year for like all digital access and you get like free tote bags but the atlantic was like 80 dollars a year oh wow and so i just felt like that was a lot for like a magazine yeah yeah i know so many of them are charging now like they never used to do that but i guess because they don't do as much print stuff so uh yeah with christmas coming up we also have new year's eve on the horizon um are you excited do you like new year's eve i feel like some people are huge new year's eve people and then other people are like i could care less i'm really not a new year's eve person i just don't i don't know i'm not a big drinker Mm -hmm. so going out on new year's eve that's like doesn't really appeal to me i'd rather like stay at home and I don't have a significant other, so I don't have a New Year's Eve kiss. There you go. So it's yeah. like the things that appeal to New Year's Eve in terms of like celebrations in group settings aren't really things that I like look forward to mm-hmm. or like really want to do. But I do like the like general idea around New Year's Eve, like starting fresh. Yes. Fresh palette, New Year's Eve glow up. Like you can do something drastic and it's like for the New Year's Eve. I was thinking because I have a haircut next week. I was thinking like should I go really short but I'm not I decided I'm not going to oh that would be such a look but it's a hard decision and also my hair is really long right now yeah so so you like are like loving the length it's hard yeah so I don't know I like the the idea around New Year's Eve but I think the typical celebrations that people would do for it I'm not really like super into Yeah, I'm going to say I'm right there with you because if you know me, like I do not really drink like at all. (laughs) I do love the outfits. I love the shininess of it all. Like I think it's so fun and I like to go out and have fun. But in past, like historically, I have not had major New Year's Eve plans and done anything crazy. I feel like I always hear about people, yeah, going out and doing something super fun, but just hasn't been me. But um, I love the idea of Some people fear January, but I really like January just for the fresh start feeling. And I know you can start, you know, a new goal or something any day or month of the year, but there's something about it. Yeah, there's something about the beginning of a calendar year that just makes goals a little bit more approachable. Like technically, if you think about it, you could set a goal at any point in the year. It doesn't have to be the start of a month. It doesn't have to be, you know, a Monday, the start of your day, anything like that. You can technically instill a goal at any point of the year but there's something about that first January 1 that makes a goal more exciting Mm -hmm. it makes a goal something that is more welcoming rather than a little bit intimidating well now it's time for my favorite part of every episode the weekly report (laughs) um do you want to go first sure I am reading a book called Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less, and it's by Greg McEwen. Yes. Um, So it is all about kind of getting away from a maximalist lifestyle and trying to achieve more of that minimalist or um, quantity over quality kind of idea. And it's definitely something that I need help with, (laughs) I think, in my daily life is just like looking for the essentials and not um, everything all at once. I think like, I feel like I'm constantly being bombarded by things and in my space, even in my room, I feel like, oh, like I just want to declutter this space, but I don't know how. And um, yeah, I'm only a few chapters into it, but it's a really interesting book just about being disciplined and uh, 
picking out what's important in your life and kind of like, does this bring you joy? Is it being an asset into your life or is it, you know, hindering you and your um, creative abilities or your just daily abilities to live an inspiring life? Uh, and also I started reading The Great Gatsby again, which is one of my favorite books. Eating, I am eating charcuterie boards. That has been, for some reason, the meal of the past couple of weeks. I think it's because it's kind of starting to be the holidays. And with my housemates, we were making them all the time. And we had our little Christmas celebrations together. And now that I'm home, I know that my mom and I will be crafting some boards for sure. Because that's one of our favorite things to do. Oh, yummy. I love a charcuterie board. Uh, playing with. Now that I'm home, I'm literally playing with my dog, uh, just, you know, taking him for walks, uh, throwing his toys. I miss him so much. He is so cute. He's a golden doodle, uh, and he's absolutely insane, but he is so sweet. Um, Oi. How old is he? I think he's like five years old now. Okay, so, so not super old and no, not super young. But he has the attitude of a puppy. Like, he, he right. is so cute. <laughs> um, I am currently obsessed with uh, just gift buying and secret santas i love gift giving like so much i love the challenge of having to find somebody a gift and i like to put a lot of thought into it it just brings me so much joy and like when i give it to people like i hope that they think it was really thoughtful and something that they might not have gotten for themselves so we had a secret santa at my house and it was really fun i got one of my housemates steph and i put like so much thought into it and i think everybody else did into their gifts as well and it was a really fun time but and now I'm kind of, I'm still kind of in the process of shopping for my family, but it's something I really love. I think it might be one of my, you know, love languages. Uh, I am currently recommending, I wasn't sure for this one this week. I couldn't really come up with something, but I think something that I've been kind of doing recently is hot yoga. And coming home to Stratford, I have like a hot yoga studio near my house. So I'm very excited to partake in that while I'm at home. So I think that's something I would recommend. It can be kind of daunting, but it's so nice and it feels so good after. So if yeah. you can like take the heat for an hour. <laughs> well, my good. mom has been trying in the summer. She was trying to get me to go to these Friday night hot yoga classes with her. And it is so daunting. Like the the heat of it all has me really stressed out. So yeah, like, no, I already am an anxious person and that is not good for me. And lastly, treating myself to, I am treating myself to sleep. It's been a crazy past couple of weeks. I feel like I was sick for over a month um, in like November and I just did not get the sleep that I should have trying to get all my things finished. Uh, so I think, yeah, I will be treating myself to sleep. Um, As you should. Mm -hmm. As you <laughs> should. As everyone listening should. <laughs> yeah i agree okay well thank you for your weekly report i love the weekly report <laughs> me too i want to know what's going on my weekly report i just started reading the idiot it's like the pink cover with the rock in the middle i just started it i really like it's kind of separated into little paragraphs that tell the story and i like that sometimes when i turn the page and the pages that are like laid out in the book it's just one body of text and it's so intimidating to me so I like how they these ones are separated into little paragraphs um I think it's really funny it's kind of like dry humor um but I've only just started I'm like 30 pages in so I'm excited for that one 
eating honestly like amazing food my dad is the cook in the house and I remember when I was younger I would always say you need to audition for um master chef canada yes i love that show i was like you need to audition for master chef canada and he'd be like no 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 but he makes such good food so the other day he made like a lentil soup mm-hmm. and it was so good i'm such a and soup I had girl it. i love it and my parents make really good ones so since i've been home i've just been eating really really good food playing with my guitar <gasps> I borrowed my aunt's guitar for this time that I'm home before the winter semester starts Mm -hmm. because I want to learn how to play guitar. So I've just started learning. They don't tell you that. It's not for the week. No. My fingers, like my, okay, so I'm right-handed. So I strum with my right hand and I do the chords with my left hand and you have to push the chords all the way down to like the base of the guitar. Mm -hmm. And some of the chord finger positions pressing the string all the way down hurts so badly yeah and i think because i don't have calluses on my fingers that like you gotta build up that tolerance yeah so it it really hurts me but i'm having a good time i really don't know how to play any songs yet (laughs) but i'm just learning chords and chord progressions and stuff like that I remember I tried or I learned to play the ukulele like a few years ago and the same thing happened with my fingers and the ukulele is like so much smaller so I can't even imagine what's going on with guitar. (laughs) The strings go from like thicker to thin so the thicker ones were are fine but once you get to like the last two that are really thin pressing hard on them especially like on my pointer finger really hurts me so yeah. Um, Obsessed with I'm not wearing it right now but my house coat also known as a robe. I have been wearing it for like the past two months. Sometimes I wear it to the radio station when I have to go record at night. Like I wear it out of the house. I've worn it into the arc. As you should. I love it. Kind of embarrassing, (laughs) but I just love my house coat. What did I say in the last episode? Like we need to be wearing like pajamas outerwear. It's just a thing and it's a trend and we're starting it. So yeah. So I love my house coat. That isn't that was like a no-brainer. Um, recommending DIY gifts. And I think some people will be really annoyed by this recommending because <laughs> I think people will say, Oh, I'm not creative, like I can't just think of it, or I don't have the skills to make a good DIY gift. But I think like we said, making a th- like a thoughtful gift is so much better than a gift that was worth so much amount of money. I agree. And yeah, so I think it all that matters really is that you're thinking of what the person may want or what the person may like really appreciate, then catering towards them in like a thoughtful way. Um, and I just think someone making you a gift, it feels so good and feels so special that it doesn't even really matter what they make you, mm-hmm. that you'll appreciate it anyways. Um, and YouTube has a lot of good, like, inspiration for DIY gifts. I like to crochet and sew, so I've been watching some videos to get some inspiration of things to make. Um, but yeah, I'm recommending DIY gifts. I love it. Yeah. I just think it's better. I don't know. 
I would love a DIY gift. Yes, me too. I think, yeah, knowing someone put time and thought into something, it just means so much more than something that could be very, very expensive. Yeah. And I've been thinking recently the idea of like even creative like DIY wrapping like um I'm planning on wrapping some gifts this year in like old Vogue <laughs> covers and like magazines like I think that's something that's all like very me but it can also be very um just like a cute way to you know reuse materials and stuff like that and create something new yes I love that um and then treating myself to we're one in the same sleep yes <laughs> We are resting. We are relaxing. Exactly. It is the winter break of rest and relaxation. So that is my weekly report. Okay. So this week's episode is going to be a 2023 roundup of our favorite fashion moments or memories from each month of the year. So we're going to go January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. Our favorite moments. Yeah. We're going to be talking, you know, looks, pop culture, fashion, runway, all of it. And 2023, there was definitely a lot that happened, but also I was having a hard time pick things for or finding things for specific months. Me too. Um, I was racking my brain at first. I was like, what even happened this year? Yeah, this was kind of hard, like especially at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. That was where I had my my most difficulty. Me too. And then December, like this month, I was trying to think. I was like, it's not even over yet. Um, what has, what's been going on? Yeah. Okay, well, let's get started. January 2023. My favorite moment was Michelle Yeoh's W Magazine best performance cover that she did. She did a shoot for W Magazine, their best performances, and her cover oh my god it's gorgeous it's just so amazing this is i think an episode where i wish that we could do a video episode yes so that you guys could see what we're talking about but i think maybe in the instagram we'll include some photos in the slide for sure and if you're listening yeah like why don't grab your laptop or your iphone or something and google these things as we talk about them so you can follow along yeah so but we'll try our best to describe these things to you but in the cover she looks so captivating um and all the other photos in the shoot i'm pretty sure are black and white but the cover has like red text she's wearing like this draped black long sleeve dress and just her hands and her face are showing and i just think it's so good um everything everywhere all at once obviously we know at the beginning of the year had like a huge award show sweep and i love that movie so much it's one of my top four in my letterbox and i think everything that they did for the award show season for this movie was so amazing and i was just obsessed with everything and i love michelle yo so i wanted to include her on my yearly list i love it and i also talk about her a few months down the line and about the oscar ceremony as well uh it was such a great film I also loved it. I think um, a lot of the movies coming out these days, they are not as top caliber, I think, as we've seen in the past, but I definitely think it was it was such a great movie and it deserved all of the awards and recognition that it received. Um, but for now, January 
I wanted to highlight the Paris Haute Couture shows. Um, so these are like a string of shows that happen in January, the early months of the year, uh, and demonstrating all of the very, you know, big fashion houses. And so I think one of the most notable shows was the Scaparelli uh, runway show. And I think because it had a couple of really... Um, classic images that we saw all year so for example kylie jenner wearing a massive lion head on her dress kind of like a taxidermy uh look it was fake and the rest of the looks were faux for taxidermy um but i thought it was just such a ridiculous kind of a ridiculous look i don't know if i like it it was ridiculous <laughs> but it was definitely a moment and a moment in fashion at that additionally at the same show we have that um doja cat image of her covered in thirty thousand red crystals head to toe at the scaparelli show um so you can just if you have seen the photo of her it, she's literally like crusted to her eyelids yeah. in these crystals and they are all bright red and i think um red as we can already see in january is the color of the year when i think of maybe a 2023 overall arching trend i think it's the color red i don't know if red can be a trend but we just i keep seeing it pop up month after month that red look is so Doja Cat. It's so Doja Cat. She does. She did some crazy things. And didn't she just recently did that like red blood thing where she was covered in red blood? Oh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, another show uh, during those kind of haute couture shows was the Victor and Rolf runway show. Uh, definitely generated a lot of buzz because it had like models wearing upside down couture dresses and sideways dresses and so if you haven't seen it you can definitely go and look it up but in some images the dress is literally upside down on the model and her head is completely covered so I would love to know how she could see uh <laughs> through the fabric yeah I remember seeing this and being like this is so crazy but also it's kind of cute in a way like yeah i think it's interesting i think it makes it interesting it's to look like at. super playful mm -hmm. yeah um i i like it yeah how did they see it i, I don't, don't know. know on a runway oh i would be terrified of falling and then just one other moment that happened in january is the mischief uh fashion line the big red boots i that's when we first started to see them and i don't know if you know what this is do they are they like kind of croc material Yes. Okay. They are I think like I know massive cartoon character, like look like they could be in like Super Mario Brothers or something. And they're red and they're crazy. And I just kept seeing them throughout the rest of the year. And I don't understand it. I think it's insane. Um, they're so funny. They're hilarious. And people were, were out in New York City fully wearing these mischief big red boots. And it was just crazy. That's really funny. And once again, you know, the color red popping up. <laughs> okay. February 2023. This one was the hardest month for me. I I don't think I really consumed anything like fashion related this month because I don't have anything saved on my phone. But I think I just have to put New York Fashion Week. In our second episode of the podcast, we talked about how fashion weeks are actually posing really bad consequences for the environment. So it's not necessarily about the shows that were shown at Fashion Week, um, but more so this moment is about like the influx of fashion that we got to see this month i just think was really fun there's not one thing i could think about um but i do remember just seeing a lot of photos 
that Vogue was posting on their Instagram about this fashion week and something that's always so good about fashion week is the streetwear and I just think a fashion week involves a lot of fashion and therefore you get to see a lot more things so true I guess is where I will end we gotta talk about it um Yes, I think also February was tough for me until I remembered the Super Bowl and therefore the Rihanna show. (laughs) Uh, So yes, Rihanna performed at the 2023 Super Bowl halftime show, which was truly just so iconic. You know, she was making a huge comeback. And not only that, she announced her pregnancy of her second. Yeah, second. Second child with ASAP Rocky. So cute. I mean, come on. And uh, she of course, had an all red moment. She was wearing a custom low jumpsuit. I think that's how you pronounce it. I think it's Lueve. Uh, Lueve. (laughs) Right, that one. Um, And then an Alia coat, and she was wearing Maison Margiela uh, collab with Solomon sneakers. Um, Oh, I love that. It was so cool. And well, if you remember the Super Bowl, which I'm sure so many people listening have watched it. So yes, she was the one in all red and it was kind of like massive puffer jackets. It's what it looked like they were all wearing and I loved it. And they had the coolest like little racing glasses on. And I remember watching the show and I think I said to my friend, I was like, this is the most 2023 vision for me. And I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I think that, but just the puffer jackets, the glasses, like the Uber contemporary, like cool of it all. It just really, it said, you know what, this sounds like a 2023 performance. Um, and it was so good. It was so good. It was crazy. I remember that night, Super Bowl night, I was at a Vogue all cast. Yes, I was and, too. <laughs> yeah. And we, I remember like, we paused there was a break and everyone went to go watch the super bowl halftime and then i didn't really get a good spot to watch it from the laptop that right. someone was watching it in the auditorium so when my husband emmy and i got home from that we watched it on the tv screen and it mm-hmm. was so good okay march 2023 i have the daisy jones and the sick show which yes. was released this month um Basically, I read the book in summer of 2021, I think, and I was so hyped for the show, extremely hyped, and then the show came out, and the costumes were just so good. Like, the show is set in the 70s. The costumes, I think, okay, obviously, I was not alive in the 70s. But I think that I have consumed a lot of media and content, specifically fashion-related, that had occurred in the 70s. So I have a huge appreciation for that decade. And probably that in the 90s are my favorite decade of fashion. Yeah. But I felt like, okay, again, I've never lived in the 70s. But I felt like I was in what I thought the 70s would look like with this show. And specifically, Daisy, the character, played by Riley Keough, her fashion was some of my favorite like she had these crazy boots and these crazy jackets and crazy in a way that I just love them so much like they weren't super radical or anything they just were so 70s and also the drummer Warren um he had some he pulled some really good looks as well I remember like I think they got their first paycheck or something and his character was like I saw this really sick fur vest and I bought it with my first paycheck. I love it. And he wore it. And I just loved it so much. Um, 
yeah, this show. I just recently rewatched it again, too. So I just think the costuming is so great, specifically for those two characters are my favorite. And then honorable mention for this month, Emma Chamberlain at the Vanity Fair Oscar party. Um, I just remember seeing a video on TikTok and it was that 360 camera, the slow-mo right, yeah. one. And it was of her in this, I thought it was black, but when I was looking it up for this episode, it's like dark navy blue. Um, and it has like cutouts. And I just remember seeing this video and being like, oh my God, I love her even more. Like she I love her so good. I really do. Me too. And styled by Jared Elner, who is quickly becoming one of my favorite stylists. That just that video got me so good when I first saw it that I had to include it in this episode. Perfect. Yeah, I'm so happy you brought up Daisy Jones and the Six. I love that show as well. It was so good. And I, yeah, I remember specifically the episode where they're doing the photo shoot for the album cover or something. I loved all of their outfits in that. Like on the mountain? Yeah, it was crazy. And then I think like we saw the 70s influence just carry throughout the rest of the year. Honestly, I remember Free People coming out with some like big 70s line, American Eagle coming out with a 70s line um, all after this show came out. So it was so interesting. Okay, and for my March 2023, uh, the Taylor Swift Eras Tour kicked off. Um, and she, I remember it was a big thing at the beginning that she was wearing like new outfits every single night and every single one of these outfits, she had about 16 different outfits a show. Uh, every single one was designer and custom made and custom fit to her. I think mostly featuring Versace was the most common designer. And, um, as we've said before, I'm not the biggest Swifty in the world. However, I can really appreciate 16 different designer outfits in one concert yeah i think also her boots were like louboutin yeah because they had the red bottoms gorgeous but they were like bejeweled Mm -hmm. and you know what i'm gonna say it i think her fashion has really escalated this year just in her street style and what i've seen her wearing in paparazzi photos like i used to think (laughs) and i can't really say anything okay i'm not like a high fashion person myself on campus but i would i always thought i was like does Taylor Swift have a stylist? Like, no. Pro- I think she's just wearing whatever she wants, and that's fine. I think fine. she is. People love to hate on Taylor Swift's street style, <laughs> but I agree But it's that, getting better. Yes, I agree that it's getting better as well. Also in March was the 95th Academy Awards, or the Oscars, and as kind of a theater film nerd i really love the oscars and i like to watch them every year um and this year as we were talking about for michelle yo she won for best actress she's the first asian woman to win best actress in history and to the um to the oscars she wore a dior couture dress it was really really pretty it was all white i love this dress so beautiful and it had little feathers all over it so it just had a really nice texture and she looks so elegant it was beautiful and um yeah just so i just love her and i love the movie and i was so happy and kind of uh in line with that just i had to mention um uh k hoi kwan i believe is his name he won for best supporting male actor from the same film and i watched his acceptance speech and i cried like i was sobbing it was the cutest thing in the world it was he kind of said, my mom 
is at home and she's watching this and then he kind of grabs Oscar and like looks at the camera and he goes mom I want an Oscar and it was just the cutest thing and he was so genuinely happy so sweet I love him and even now seeing him at other fashion events now he's always taking selfies I know with his favorite people and I just he is so sweet also in the month of March um just something I wanted to mention because I thought it was really interesting. Carrie Mae Weems won the Hasselbad Photography Award. So she's an American artist and photographer and she uses all sorts of mediums in her work and I've been a really big fan of her work for a while. Um, so, But she uses fabric and that's through fashion, clothes, or you know, even um, like blankets, that sort of thing, photos, audio, and text to examine the many facets of contemporary American life. And she does that uh, through installations, uh, photos, or even uh, videography as well. And yeah, so she won the Hasselblad Photography Award, and she was the first African-American woman to ever win this award. And I just uh, thought that was a super interesting thing that happened as well. Um, Not so much a fashion thing, but definitely something in the creative artistic community that was important. Okay, on to April. April 2023 was the Bretman Rock Vogue Philippines cover. And so I really love Bretman Rock. I have been a fan of his for so long. And I am an avid TikTok follower of his. And so he now lives in Hawaii. And I just love watching his TikTok. He's so funny. Anyways, so he was on the cover for Vogue Philippines, which if you're listening and you don't know, he's Filipino. And the whole shoot was so amazing. They did the shoot in this like coastal city in the Philippines and it's by the water. And I just think it really captures his current home in Hawaii, as well as like his roots in the Philippines. Like he looks amazing. And the cover is also like this vibrant green and he's just being free and i i love the shoot so much and especially i used my one free vogue article hopefully this (laughs) year i won't have to do that because i'll have the subscription but i use yeah but i use my one free vogue article that month in april to read his cover story and it's so amazing i really want to read his book but i i just loved this whole shoot and the the story it's awesome the photos are gorgeous i love it um so also in april i think i uh, this is when we started to see kind of the internet really start to obsess over sophia richie grange and her style and the idea of quiet luxury and uh you know the old money look i think it was really close yeah following her wedding to elliot uh grange Um, People started just becoming obsessed with her and her lifestyle. And she's been a celebrity for a while, but she really uh, went viral, I guess, within herself. Um, Just people obsessed with, you know, the stealth, wealth, old money, kind of like muted, neutral style that she has and trying to like achieve it. And um, I've never heard stealth wealth before. That's a really good way to describe it. I know. Yeah, that's because it's like you could be wearing very expensive pieces, but not no outward logo or anything like that. Yeah. Um, just, yeah. Seeing a influence or influx of the quiet luxury aesthetic. And then in May, 2023, this is a little bit more of a personal moment, but in May I went to 
London, UK for the first time with my friends. Um, we were visiting my friend who's on exchange there. So this was my first time in Europe and I had really experienced the sort of different fashion that had occurred. Well, first of all, we only did carry-ons and we were there for seven days. So I was kind of capsule wardrobing, which I had yes. never done before because <laughs> I'm not a capsule wardrobe girl. But I was just so inspired by the English fashion, just like as we were going to different boroughs of the city. I really love it there. I really like their fashion. I like how it's a little bit unique and a bit more colorful and it's not as restrained as it is in Canada. Um, people can kind of wear silhouettes, colors, fabrics that... I think a lot of people here would be a little bit fearful to wear. Mm -hmm. And I really like that about the fashion there. That whole trip was amazing, but specifically for fashion, I kind of experienced like fashion culture shock. That's so interesting. It's such a good way to put it. I also really like how the English put effort into what they wear. I think that that's, a, that's something that people here like to be like, oh, I'm so cool. Like, I don't care what I wear. I don't necessarily think that's not cool like you have to put thought into what you wear because you think about what you're going to wear every day whether or not that's deciding if you're going to wear like a white or black shirt you still put thought into what you're wearing and I think it's nice to see people putting effort into how they look not in a way that it's like judgmental if you don't I just think it shows a little bit more about yourself when you put a little bit of you in what you're wearing definitely I love England too, especially London. I've been there before and I've always thought like that would be a city I could live in one day. It's just the vibe, the fashion. I love everything about it. And even like the buildings. It's so expensive. It's so expensive. <laughs> we have expensive taste. But I do love it. Yeah, it is gorgeous. Okay, so I don't think we can, uh, you know, talk about May without mentioning the Met Gala uh, that did happen this year with the theme being Karl Lagerfeld, A Line of Beauty. Uh, this was kind of a controversial theme choice. I think it was really highly like, talked about in the media and stuff like that, um, just yeah. with Karl Lagerfeld being a bit of a controversial individual. Uh, either way, a lot of stars and celebrities and notable people showed up, and there was some crazy looks uh, from, of course, our you know favorite Doja Cat, showing up as a cat literally yes. and she was like blinged out once again but this time it was white um little crystals and she looked like she had a cat nose and it was kind of freaky because i couldn't see where the cat began and doja cat ended it was <laughs> and she also embodied the cat she did like, she, she was she meowing just she was meowing in the interviews <laughs> yeah for real and it uh so she was in oscar de la renta billy eilish was in simone Roca, Rosha, she looked gorgeous. Olivia Rodrigo and Tom Brown. I think Olivia Rodrigo had a lot of good fashion moments this year. Um, Love that girl. Yeah. Like, I really do. So good. Elle Fanning was in Vivian Westwood, which I just think fit the theme really well. Dua Lipa was one of my favorites. She wore Chanel, and it was kind of an older kind of victorian era looking dress um it was just really nice uh and then jared leto showed up as a literal cat um with, well, because like, they were going as carl lagerfeld's like his cat, his cat. yeah his pet cat yes that is where the connection is uh and he was wearing a full like cosplay mascot um cat costume he was i couldn't even find who the designer was <laughs> 
<laughs> I looked, but um, <laughs> I think it was just a cat costume. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Well, moving on to June. June was a good month for me. I knew that I wanted to do something Boy Genius related because I had seen them in concert in Toronto um, in June. But I, more notably, other than me seeing them in concert, <laughs> um, at their Nashville concert, they dressed in drag during the show. Wow. Um, to celebrate Pride Month, but also the show was after the Tennessee governor's statements about his anti-LGBTQ plus stances. Right. Um, a few months prior, the state's government passed a bill that says that drag is a is an adult cabaret performance. And he also passed another bill that bans gender-affirming care for trans youth in Tennessee. And so Julian Baker, who is in Boy Genius, it's a trio with Phoebe Bridgers, Lucy Dacus, and Julian Baker. Julian Baker is from Tennessee, so there's a bit more of like that personal aspect in there. Boy Genius is known for taking like pro stances with the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and I love them. And I also love them for that. And so I think this is a way of expressing statements through fashion. Right. I really liked it. And they looked awesome. <laughs> they looked so good. Yeah. I think at the same time, I remember Kelsey Ballerini actually performing. She performed at the Country Music Awards. And this was, yeah, after that bill had been passed. And she performed with four drag queens um, on stage with her. And yeah, it was a very beautiful moment and it's just it's amazing to see you know fashion and the creative music industry how they can come together and be also a political statement yeah uh so yeah all right also in june 2023 it was kind of the start of summer and the start of euro girl summer or european girl summer i think everyone seemed to be you know going abroad or traveling to europe and it was hot it was a hot summer so um i think I just remember seeing the trends of big sunglasses, slip dresses, lots of headscarves, um, the semi-sheer kind of fabrics, and a ton of lace, like lace slip dresses, and I loved it. I was super into it. thought it was gorgeous. Um, also in June, the Adidas and Sporty and Rich collab came out for uh, their Sambas. And I think the Adidas Sambas have been everywhere this year. People are, people love them and I love them too. Um, but yeah, so this is a really interesting collab and I think the shoes were really cute. I would love to have a pair, but I'm sure they're very expensive. Yeah. And (laughs) (laughs) lastly, uh, Pharrell Williams had his Louis Vuitton debut as the new creative director for the menswear, um, segment of Louis Vuitton. And, uh, it took place at Pont Neuf, the oldest bridge crossing the river in Paris. And um, yeah, I thought it was just an amazing show. Like it was very contemporary fashion, very bold looks, and everything was just super, super cool. I really like this um, this change for Louis Vuitton. Mm-hmm. I, I really like Pharrell Williams, and I think that he will do such amazing things as creative director um, for Louis Vuitton. I think they needed that some that sort of change they definitely did in their menswear because i think with their like brand ambassadors they have the female wear covered Mm -hmm. but their menswear has so much potential but i think it has just been lacking in recent years 
So I think that this is going to be so good for the brand. Yeah. And he's so, yeah, cool, current, contemporary. I think that I agree their menswear has felt really stuck in the past and very boring. So um, yeah, I'm excited to see what he does. And I love him. Well, now we'll move on to July. This one I did have saved because I just thought it was such a good marketing campaign i don't even know if it was a marketing campaign but i remember seeing a post about it on instagram and being like this is so smart and or maybe not like smart i just thought it was like it was good marketing and so essentially paloma wool did this photo again i don't know if it's a campaign because i can just really find this one photo but it's for the cornelia bag and essentially, the owner of Paloma Wool, her name is Paloma Lana, Lana, she had her niece, Uma, modeling the new bag in their campaign. So she's standing on these stairs. I don't know how old she is. I'm really bad at guessing children's ages. Maybe she's like five, <laughs> would you say? Yeah. Okay, maybe she's yeah, like maybe five. six. Six. And she's standing on these stairs. She's wearing this white Paloma, very oversized t-shirt that it's dress. She has a silver belt to cinch the, the shirt and she's wearing these white high heels that are way too big for her and she has this little Cornelia bag on her shoulder and I just think that it's so good. <laughs> it is so cute. I love it and I feel like so many you know girls have a photo of them wearing yes like of them dressed up in their mom's clothes or something and it's oversized with the heels being too big it's just i hilarious because i feel like i can see myself in this photo just in yeah. the, you know, a random stairwell of your family home <laughs> and that's why i thought it was so smart that they would yeah. do this because i feel like that is that had that was me at one point anyways i just thought it was really cute so cute <laughs> okay uh, so speaking of marketing, I think that um, one of the biggest, you know, moments in marketing slash film was the Barbie movie, and it came out in July 2023. And yeah, the marketing, like, you know, leading up to this movie was insane. I think every single person was posting on their Instagram story, the little graphic of the this Barbie is dot 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 and whatever they were feeling at that moment, uh, which I thought was quite funny and also good marketing. Um, and yeah, so of course with the Barbie movie, I think we just saw a huge influx of the pink trend, um, feminine inspired clothing looks and everything like that. And there was so many collabs with different brands, uh, like Barbie X Gap, Barbie X Wrangler, Barbie X Zara, every brand seemed to be doing uh, a collab with Barbie. And yeah, it was just, it was huge. I also loved that, although of course with Barbie, everything is pink and everyone was wearing pink, that Margot Robbie wore all black <laughs> to the premiere. Um, it was, she looked so cute, so chic. And it was, uh, you know, reminiscent of, oh, I forget what she, like era or year it was of the Barbie doll, but it was after a specific Barbie doll that came, ha came out um, a few years ago. Uh, and it was so good, it was gorgeous. And so, yes, the movie came out and directed by Greta Gerwig, who I love. She does some amazing films. And she was the first female filmmaker to direct a billion-dollar movie because the film went on to earn $1.5 billion, making it the highest-grossing movie of the year. Woo! And, yeah, it was so good. <laughs> I saw it and I think it lived weekend. Up it was so good. Oh, 
incredible i didn't watch it for so long and i have finally watched it now i don't know why i just never got around to it <laughs> and everybody kept saying you need to watch it and it, it was really good it was good yes i was thinking about that for july as well yeah um okay so for august 2023 i have sandy liang's wedding which actually occurred earlier in the year but we only heard about it in august sandy liang is not like the most show her life person she's pretty personal um because her brand's instagram is actually her personal instagram so she got married to this guy who i think that she met on like hinge or some sort of dating app which i think is kind of awesome but she first had a traditional chinese banquet in her family's restaurant in queens new york um that was like her first wedding ceremony where she wore like a traditional red dress um and then changed and then also later in the night they went to do karaoke I don't know, pretty crazy. And then her second ceremony was in June and it was at her husband's family home in Maine. And this is where we saw most of the um, Sandy Liang wedding photos that I think a lot of people really loved. And so she wore, for this ceremony, she wore one of her own dresses. It's called the Ponyo dress. And it's made with silk taffeta and it has like elbow length sleeves and also this cape. And she said that this wedding dress inspiration or sort of the vibe of the wedding came from the Sofia Coppola film Marie Antoinette. And so I think that's where we can see like a lot of the bow motifs come from. Like they're very synonymous with that film just in her brand. But also she had these little bows. So she wore her hair down and she had these little white bows kind of peppering her hair under the veil and it was just so cute. As we know, Sandy Lang has a huge bow motif just in her brand. And I think that's kind of what really boomed that bow motif and ballet core with her like little ballet slippers. Everything that she does has bows, and but she does it in such a good way that I think it led into it being a trend. Or we could say the trend happened and that's what made her so popular. I don't know. It's the chicken or the egg. But I just really loved her wedding. And while it's I love not, it. Yeah, while it's not really my style, I have so much appreciation for it because she does it so well and so tastefully. Right. Yes, as we know, I love the bows around here. So I, I was a really big fan of this as well. And I, I know exactly what you're talking about. The picture of the little bows under her veil yeah. oh, is gorgeous. It's adorable. Yeah. I love it. I also like, I love the traditional Chinese ceremony. I'm Chinese. So I know that my family, I have photos of my dad's wedding um, or I guess my parents' wedding, but my dad is Chinese. And so my grandma, you do like this tea ceremony um, before you get married. And I just, I loved seeing that. I love seeing her doing that as well, having like seen some of my cousins get married and them also doing like this traditional ceremony. And it was so, it was so nice. I love it. Okay, moving along. Uh, my August pick uh, for 2023. I was having a hard time coming up with something for August until I remembered 
Copenhagen Fashion Week occurred during this time and the whole week really had an emphasis on sustainability because uh, I believe in 2023 they put in their three-year sustainability action plan so that meant that any brand or designer that wanted to take part in Fashion Week they needed to meet the innovative sustainable requirements implemented by the plan Um, and so the so they really put a focus on ecologically sound fashion and I think it was a really nice uh you know just moment in fashion because I love Copenhagen I think they're very forward thinking when it comes to fashion too they always seem to be kind of ahead of the times yeah Um, yeah in terms of everything and then also now in this kind of turn towards sustainability and creating that act Uh, I think it's really important. I'd love to see more fashion weeks doing the same. And uh, the street style was amazing. I saw so many photos of the runway looks, but the street style just for me outweighed all of it. Everybody that attended looked amazing. The outfits were incredible. Um, And once again, just very kind of futuristic, kind of um, ahead of the time it seemed, but I loved it. Yeah. And I think I, I think it's really interesting with streetwear that like with New York Fashion Week, Copenhagen Fashion Week, Paris Fashion Week, I feel like the attendees um, really play into the location of the Fashion Week. And so Scandi style is so different from what we experience in Canada that it was so awesome to see these celebrities or not even really celebrities, like just people attending Fashion Week, their street style, how they played into like Copenhagen trends and patterns love it okay september we're getting into fall we're getting into the latter part of the best month of 2023 or the best season yeah okay september i have the olivia rodrigo rolling stones cover okay so i have this magazine everybody i just showed logan yes um again jared elner is the stylist but i think more notably honestly John Yuyi did the photography prop concept and college collage creation for this shoe. And like, okay, as I said previously, I love Olivia Rodrigo. I love her Weijin background. I relate. <laughs> um, but also just the shoot in general, I feel like is very plays very much into Olivia Rodrigo and what she likes to do as well she's kind of unique she doesn't mold to any sort of standards she likes to be colorful she likes to be playful and I think that the shoot did just that like there's um she wears like a clip dress this is where the I guess the collage creation comes in but she wears a dress made out of clips she has clips in her hair and she's like straightening her hair with a straightener um she has like she wears a skirt that's made out of ties and she wears like under the knee boots that are made out of ties again with like prop concept she literally on the cover she's applying lipstick in which like the body of the lipstick has her face on it and like there are band-aids where it's like her whole body is on the body of the band-aid I don't know I love the creativity of this shoot and I think it pairs so well with the shoot being about Olivia Rodrigo Mm -hmm. um because I just feel like she loves that, like, playful aspect of it. I don't know. So good. Love it. Okay, so for my September 2023, uh, Undercover had Undercover, which is a kind of a, you know, fashion brand, fashion house. They had their 2024 spring show. And I remember seeing this. It popped up on my Instagram. And I was just like, 
enthralled. I was like, wow, because so the whole runway show took place in an underground parking garage, first of all, and the lights were off almost the entire time, which is kind of weird for a fashion show. Usually you want the lights on to see the fashion, (laughs) but the dresses themselves were lit up and they appeared to be kind of like lit up from within. Uh, and they were just a series of these gorgeous dresses that had like almost like a balloon like structure to it because it was hollow on the inside with lights, but then live butterflies and, um, foliage and, you know, moss on the inside of like the skirt of the dress. And they made up these full live terrariums, um, with, you know, living models walking them down the runway and live butterflies flying inside of them. And it was just so amazing and brilliant. And it was really something I'm not, haven't really seen done before. And no wildlife or butterflies were harmed in the making of the undercover spring 2024 show, but they were all released after, but it was just so beautiful. And I thought such like a feat for fashion. I thought it was really cool. Something funny about this is that I was with Isabella who's on this club yes and I took one look at this photo and it wasn't this photo that we're seeing on the dock but it was like another photo and I immediately thought they're wearing light up aquariums yes that's like what it looks like <laughs> I thought it was an aquarium like not water? a terrarium <laughs> yeah with water and with fish oh that would be crazy like, maybe they'll do a little it crazy <laughs> anyways I found out it was a terrarium I told Isabella she was like what it can't be yeah and then we we then figured out it wasn't. It was a terrarium, but, not an aquarium. Yeah. Okay, October 2023. I love Halloween. So I felt like I had to give Halloween its moment in this episode. Um, there wasn't anything particular about this Halloween that stood out the most to me as a winner. I love seeing people's costumes just at school, like when I go to parties or whatever or on Instagram. But I love specifically celeb Halloween costumes because they have the financial budget to be doing their own photo shoots for their costumes. And I think like that prop design and the the background setup just adds so much more to a costume. So I really like that celebs do this. Um, I wrote down Kim and North as Sharon Dion. Dion? Dion, yeah. Um from Clueless and then I also have Kiki Palmer as the Bride of Frankenstein and then I think this one's pretty notable not really fashion but at one of Renee Rapp's live concerts she dressed up as Justin Bieber and she had her friend Lola Tung who also plays Belly in The Summer I Turn Pretty she had her come up onto stage and dress as the girl from like there's one moment that in like early I don't know what year, but Justin Bieber brought up this girl on stage and he sang like one less lonely girl to her. And so Renee Rapp dressed up as Justin Bieber in that moment and Lola Tung dressed up as the girl in that moment. So funny. And I thought that was funny. It was hilarious. I saw the video. I loved it. And in October, and I think honestly, the full last six months of the year, we really saw ballet corps take over, as we were saying earlier. But I think particularly in the fall, uh, this kind of aesthetic really was heightened. So it was the bows, the ballet flats, leg warmers, leotards, tights, everything that had to do with ballet. Uh, And I was just seeing it everywhere. And I do love it. I love the bows. And I think it's very cute. I think we've gotten really out of hand with it. Um, I love seeing, I don't know if you've seen like images or videos of just bows on everything (laughs) and it's so funny and I'm 
They're hilarious. My friends are sending them to me and saying, this is you. And so I don't know how to feel about that. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that's really That's That's so funny. Like a bow on her toothbrush. I think those videos are hilarious. funny. My friend sent me one. My housemate, Michelle, she sent me this one. And it was like bows on pickles. Yes. Oh, no, I've seen it. I love it. Or like bows on ice cubes in a in a glass of ice yeah (laughs) exactly i think they're hilarious um so yes ballet takeover i think really came to an all-time high fall 2023 i don't know if it was remnants of barbie core and like the pink of the summer or like you were talking about um the wedding in the summer but also new york city ballet did a collaboration with reformation in um uh, October, and I think they were really falling into the yeah ballet core trend as well. But it was a really I cool didn't know shoot. That. Yeah, it was so. I interesting. would love to see that. Yeah, definitely need to look it up after we. Record. Because I think we talked about this before, like with ballet core. I think in like our first episode, um, I have danced for a large yes. portion of my life, so I did have to do ballet. And I think my issue with ballet core was that it wasn't true to like aspects and aesthetics of ballet i think it was what people believed ballet to be if they didn't actually do ballet and so i would be really intrigued to see this new york city ballet and reformation club because those are true ballet dancers yeah see how accurate it is there i know and i remember that because my friend caitlin she's also um a dancer and she's danced ballet on point and everything and i remember talking to her about this and she said the same thing she said it's not real ballet and i remember there was this kind of editorial shoot of sydney sweeney and someone put sydney sweeney in point shoe oh God. Ba- like ballet oh slippers God. and it was really quite horrendous according was, to caitlin it was so. really i think it just was not like you don't do that you have to train your feet yes for so long before you should be able to put on point shoes right and getting your first pair of point shoes is like this magical moment for a ballerina that the fact that sydney sweeney just was put into point shoes and then put on a cover like i don't remember it was just crazy (laughs) yeah just took the photo really quickly yeah i see i've never really danced a day in my life so i really would not know if i didn't have dancer friends (laughs) it's also dangerous yes i've heard it's like Like she could have broken her ankle oh good anyways <laughs> um moving right along to november okay guys kind of a cop-out answer because i'm not sure if this occurred in november or october but we're gonna say it's november <laughs> um it was the announcement of the met gala theme for next year and it's sleeping beauties reawakening fashion if you want to hear us talk about it we talked about it in an earlier episode i think it was the la- last episode, episode. three yeah yeah um kind of a sneaky reveal i didn't see a lot of things about it no i me neither i only saw it posted on the vogue instagram yeah and then that's it i saw like one thing about it Mm -hmm. and i had to like go searching for what it was about inspirations what they're gonna do for it so that was kind of interesting to me that they were kind of keeping it under wraps a little bit yeah um but i think that the reawakening of fashion sleeping beauties is very much spring vibes which the met gala is happening in may um and i just think that it was an exciting announcement for there to kind of be a boring time in fashion i don't know november doesn't really have anything that like screams out to me that's Mm -hmm. like fashion that's maybe like an annual thing um so the announcement kind of sparked a little bit of enthusiasm for what's to come all right so for november i 
also was kind of having a hard time finding uh, big fashion events. So I thought I would, you know, look to Canada and highlight a Canadian fashion moment. So Fashion Art Toronto had its fashion week during the month of November. And if you don't know what it is, Fashion Art Toronto, it's a multi-sensory showcase of runway shows, fashion presentations, performances, and art featuring innovative Canadian designers and artists. Uh, So this year's show, I think it had 40 different designers and they're all Canadian and they're all kind of basically trying to break into the industry. So Fashion Art Toronto provides them a really great platform and um, area to showcase their designs. And for 18 years, Fashion Art Toronto has been leading the leading fashion event in Canada. It prioritizes the inclusion of models and participants from diverse backgrounds, persons of color, diverse body types, and persons with disabilities. And it continues to celebrate its longstanding commitment to community, creativity, inclusion, and alternative lifestyles. So I got that from their website. And uh, it was a really great week. I wasn't able to attend it. I hope one year I can because it just looks so cool. Um, I watched all of it go down on Instagram. And all of the looks and designers were quite interesting. And a lot of it had, although there was no theme, I thought a lot of it had a really big kind of contemporary feel, futuristic, um, and very modern fashion looks almost very like structural structural and like angular um fashion looks not always just normal street style clothes but yeah it was great we're moving into our last month of the year which is right now this is december 2023 my moment was emma corin's the outfit that they wore to the crown premiere of season six, I think it is. Um, they're wearing a white custom blazer dress with a black bow tie from Miu Miu. And I really love Emma and Miu Miu. They're, I think, a brand ambassador for Miu Miu. Not sure. Um, they're also wearing a completely sheer skirt, which I just, I really love. I think we talked about like the sheer was really a trend that started in the summer. Mm-hmm. And I love that they're wearing it on a red carpet. And so Emma is referencing a 1985 look that Princess Diana wore in Florence, Italy. So Emma Corrin had played uh, Princess Diana in season five and maybe season four of The Crown, um, but no longer plays Princess Diana in season six because Princess Diana is older. So they got like the refresh of their characters. Um, So this is not Princess Diana's revenge dress, but it is a notable outfit that Princess Diana wore um, because of the black bow tie and the suit set. So the royal family had started wearing suit sets at this point but at this time the bow tie was still very much reserved for the man so it was kind of a bit radical that princess diana had wore a bow tie in 1985 um but that just shows how she pushes boundaries in every sense of the royal family and so i love that emma corin did a little nod to princess diana their old character but also one of princess diana's very like notable times in fashion so good and i love that it was um a little bit different than the classic revenge dress which i think we tend to see a lot and is so amazing but um yeah such a good look yeah there are so many looks to pull from princess diana because she was so influential and she was so experimental with things that she wore and princess diana made a lot of statements with the clothes 
that she decided to wear to events um, because with her like part in the royal family um, even after their separation and their divorce she still had to be very much silenced that's why the tell-all book that's why the panorama interview were so crazy because she was expected to keep quiet about everything so I think Princess Diana turned to fashion in in a lot of ways to kind of convey what she wanted to convey without having to explicitly say the things that she she was trying to say. Exactly. So much intention behind every single one of her looks. And yeah, that's something I love about her. Okay, so... Uh, Moving on to this last item for the month of December, Um, I was having a harder time coming up with things for this month as well. I feel like things have kind of quieted down um, in the fashion front. It's kind of gearing up for the holidays and such. But one thing I noticed was the London premiere of the film Poor Thing, which is a new movie that's come out or it's coming out in the next couple days. Um, and it's starring Emma Stone and to this premiere, Emma Stone wore a really beautiful blue Louis Vuitton dress. And she also had kind of like a shawl cape, um, moment with a train that went behind it at one point for the red carpet. And I just thought it was so beautiful. Um, and also the film itself, I haven't seen it and I haven't heard, well, I've heard, you know, some good things from its premieres and previews, but, the fashion in this movie looks incredible because it takes place in a Victorian era, but it's also a science fiction themed movie kind of genre. So I think the fusion of those two things will be super interesting. And just after seeing some of the movie stills and images, um, I'm excited. So the costume designer is Holly Waddington and yeah, all of the looks look really interesting. So definitely one I will be watching in the next few weeks, but that's it for December. Okay, that was our yearly roundup of our favorite moments from the year. Yeah. Um, This was fun to do. What a year it was. So let us know some of your favorite 2023 um, fashion moments. So for QFIN Rundown, I think really the only thing that we have to talk about is the QFIN conference happening in January. Yes, so exciting. So the delegate applications close December 20th, which is... The day this podcast goes up so you have a little bit of time to get your application in it's going to be in montreal this year which i love i think that's uh, going to be a really great location yeah i'm really excited so it's the first time it's going to be in montreal i think every single year it's been in toronto and so sign up if you want to attend the theme is fashion as art yes and um i'm pretty sure qfin is going to be announcing like the speakers and the sponsors pretty soon so keep an eye out for that on the instagram and get your applications in if you want to attend it's going to be really fun i attended for my first time last year and while i'm not a networker <laughs> sort of girl um i still really enjoyed it and Um, just being in the space with like like like-minded individuals it was really fulfilling networking events workshops speakers it really has it all and it's a fun time and you get to go and you'll meet a ton of people who love fashion too so definitely check it out yeah so that was it for our last episode of 2023 (gasps) so sad i know it is so sad i was looking at our um spotify wrapped stats for this podcast because I didn't know we could do this but i'll show you some now okay so we are a top 10 podcast for 31 fans and i think it's no way 
I think it's funny that they call it fans. I think I'm just going to replace that word with listeners. Okay. We're also a top five podcast for 21 listeners. Oh my gosh. And then we're the number one podcast for eight listeners. So if we were your number one podcast, I don't know how I can thank you, but thank you that so is just much. so we crazy. We love every single one of you. <laughs> it's so That's weird amazing. to think about that. It is. But I'm just happy that people are enjoying the podcast because I know for Logan and I, like this experience has been so fun. We and have such a good time and I look forward to it, honestly. Yeah, me too. So I'm glad that you guys are enjoying it and you'll be hearing a lot more from us in the new year. Yes. So sad that this semester is over, but so excited for everything we're going to talk about next, next year. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Well, thank you guys for listening and we will see you in the new year. See you later. Bye.